1: All right, everybody. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. I'm Scott McIntosh. I've got my co-host with me here, Becky.
2: Hi, everyone. Uh,
1: Today, we have a special guest. He's a friend. He's a mentor, and we're excited to have him on our show. Uh, Dave Blanchard has an extraordinary background in sales, management, networking, commercial and residential real estate, television and film, a true renaissance man of the business.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to give you some additional fun facts. Dave was an all-conference middle linebacker in high school and a free safety at Ricks College in Idaho. He's the CEO of the Ogmandino Group, Inc., and the Ogmandino Leadership Institute. Dave has the film rights to the greatest salesman in the world. He's been married to the beautiful wife, Ramona, for 41 years, and they have raised seven children and have 25 plus something grandchildren. Up to 27. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And he is the author of three books, which I'm sure we will talk about.
1: Yeah, he's also the creator of an international assessment and coaching program, an assessment that measures with great accuracy how people think, their habits of thinking, and their habits of thinking. Wow, Dave, I'm intrigued about that. So let's just welcome you to the show, and let's jump right into it. We only have 22 minutes, so welcome, Dave Blanchard. Let's do it. So thank you. Let's, let's hear about that uh, assessment of, of my thinking. How do you do that? When I was asked to take over the, the rights to
0: mandino and his name and carry his legacy into the 21st century, the very first thing I looked for was measurement. And I wanted to find a way to measure how people think, not their personality, their tendencies, their preferences, how they actually think, and we found that in the science of axiological mathematics that uses Cantor's transfinite calculus, and you don't need to remember any of that. Just know that we're able to measure with laser accuracy, scientifically measure, how a person thinks, their habits of thinking. So now they can finally know which habits are supporting them, which habits may be attempting to sabotage their efforts. And I think even more importantly, strengths that are not being fully
1: utilized Well, wow. when you looked into my brain, did you see a lot of shiny objects and squirrels running everywhere? <laughs> You're a genius, my friend. <laughs>
2: you know, last night I went to your website, thehabitfinder.com, and I took the assessment. So I'm really anxious to get the results back.
1: Well, you don't have to spend a few minutes and
2: explore them. Oh, that would be great. And I
1: did a little bit of background. A lot of people might not know what the Mandino group is and things like that. So I read a little bit about that. Aug was born in Augustine. And he just goes by Aug, but he was born in 23. So this, this guy, I think he died in 96. Is that right?
0: 96.
1: Uh-huh. And then you took over that. How, how did you become a mentoring of his program? How did you get to that level to where... A person who's in the National Speakers Hall of Fame wanted you to take over his business. Well, first of all,
0: when Aug passed, there was a desire to create a movie around one of his books called The Christ Commission. And I was asked to write the feature film script. I presented it to Betty, and it happened to be, I finished it on her birthday. which was really fun. We developed this great relationship. That was about 1997, the year after he passed. 2000, I'm sitting in the cancellation line of the Lion King in New York. I'm shooting some commercials for CNBC, and Betty calls me, and this is, the, this is the conversation. Dave, the rights to the greatest salesman in the world are not being renewed, and I wanted to call you first to let you know if you wanted them.
2: Wow. Oh, man. Say,
0: Betty, said, Betty, th- this is a rhetorical question, right? <laughs> it was life-changing for me, and she said, no, it's, it's correct. So we spent time standing in the cancellation line January, New York. The world had not come to an end. It's 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, we negotiated with uh, through our attorney, her attorney, the publisher, and uh, went in to see the Lion King owning the rights to the greatest salesman in the world, came home. And the decision was made that we create a company and a training program. And we've been doing this for 17 years. And the good news is this, we now have funding. It's in the bank for the movie.
2: Wow. It was
0: and the producers three weeks ago said, Dave, we've been thinking about who to, we want to have write this script. And you know more about this than anyone. And you've written five feature film scripts. Would you please write it? So starting this weekend, <laughs> I began the process of writing the script for the greatest salesman in the world. This book has sold 25 million copies in 25 different languages. Uh, people have taken the, the challenge to read those scrolls three times a day for 30 days. It's been life-changing for millions and millions of people. We're so excited to bring this to the to the silver screen.
2: Oh, that's well, cool. That's quite an honor to be commissioned to, to do that. Wow.
0: Heavy responsibility. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm excited about that, but
1: yes, it's going to be an honor to do it. Wow. So you've done over uh, 100,000 assessment profiles. What's your most important discoveries?
0: A couple of things. Entrepreneurial, independent thinking people have 97% of the time have the gift of vivid visualization. Unfortunately, they haven't been taught how to use it. So many of them engage in fantasy. They go into the future to a time when it's happened. Then they sort of imagine what it's going to be like after that. Then life keeps showing up differently. They're holding life hostage to that expectation. They are, I use the word hate. They hate their life. 85% are in a measurement. We're measuring joy in their journey. They do not like their life. And as a result, they're beating themselves up. I hear this all the time. I can almost touch it, Dave. I can almost taste it. Why can't I have it? What's wrong with me? Does God not love me? I see that pattern a lot. And the other pattern we see, very high levels of empathy and intuition, but very challenging thought processes in terms of self-worth. So they get inspired ideas. But they talk themselves out of it. And part of our mission is to shut off that noise so they can embrace that gift and start living more fully.
1: That's amazing to have the confidence to go with their dreams and to the, the thing that they thought about that, that came to them was was, you know, it was a gift of God. And then they just kind of shut it down because they lost the confidence to present it. Absolutely. Just just finished a book called
0: Equanimity.
1: And equanimity means peace of
0: mind. It's a very special kind of peace of mind. It's when you take your gifts and talents, you maximize them, and you create something of a sense of accomplishment. That's equanimity. Aug says, I hunger for success. I thirst for happiness and peace of mind. Lest I act, I'll perish in a life of failure, misery, and sleepless nights. I will command and I'll obey my own command. I'll act now. The book is designed to take people out of the parking lot of life. And get them climbing up the mountain to success. And one of the key mile markers is how to actually identify and create a dream. Not fantasize about it, but actually do the work of creation, passion-driven, and to identify a dream that's worthy of that effort.
1: Wow. That's that's, that's awesome. So you wrote that book, um, and it's also Conquering Mount Entrepreneur, right? Conquering Mount Entrepreneur, yes. And so... uh... How much of what you do I, I know you've been um, sanctioned or whatever to be the Augmandino gay, so how much of it is actually his or how much of it is actually yours that's along the same lines that he would continue to to you know to go forward with? well first of all, it's an honor to
0: represent him. We brought the science, the measurements we brought proprietary Practices and processes to the scrolls. The scrolls are the meat of the topic. They support us in connecting with people, using our mind constructively, staying present in the now, finding joy in the journey, embracing structure. So, what we're doing is bringing a foundational program, the scrolls then help drive those principles into our lives so that we get to experience what's called real self improvement. That's not the seminar, it's not the webinar, it's not the book, it's not even coaching. It's what happens in those private pivotal moments when we're at decision. Do we keep making the old one or do we make the new one? If we make the new one and we do it enough, we create a new habit of thinking, a new neural pathway. The brain trims off the old one and we have a new habit. That happens in private pivotal moments. Everything we do, books, seminars, trainings, conferences, are just preparations for that moment. That's the work we do. And that was really where Aug was driving home all of these principles. Read it three times a day. Bring this into your life. Make better decisions. And we just give you practices and processes and principles to help support that.
2: Real tools that, that you're able to implement and to, like you said, to, to break old habits and create new ones. Um, how do you get past the self-sabotaging?
0: <sighs>
2: and we beat ourselves up.
0: I was recently speaking and I asked everybody to close their eyes and I shared with them the dialogue and said if you're experiencing this, would you quietly stand? Ninety-six percent of the audience stood. I wasn't surprised. Almost everybody's dealing with this self-sabotaging dialogue. Questions about worth, worthiness, ability, beliefs, contribution, character, past mistakes. I mean just goes on and on endlessly. We don't solve the problem by going inside. We solve the problem by going outside. We start focusing on people. We take all of our challenges. Put them in our heart as a reference point. Start connecting with people, stepping into their world, creating a safe place for them. Walls come down. Cooperation floods out. We start using our mind constructively to get an inspired idea. We act on it. We prove the validity of it. We know and are known. We trust in our trusted. We get connected to the universe, if you will. We start spending time present in the now instead of procrastinating, where you put it off and all of a sudden you jump in and go, wow, that was so hard. Well, yeah, it wasn't so hard. You finally shut off the noise and your genius showed up. So staying in that place of being genuine, root word, genus, embracing the structure, uh, finding joy in that journey. When you do those things, most of the self-esteem challenges, most of that dialogue has been addressed, has been addressed. Occasionally, you have something that's probably caused by a traumatic event that might need some therapeutic intervention, but most of that dialogue created by unmet expectations and comparative reality,
1: the vast majority of it. Yeah. Wow. How, I got a, a, The speaker in me has a question for you, and that is how did you get an audience to trust you enough that 96% of the people stood up when you asked who had self-doubt, and their eyes were closed, so they didn't know if anybody else was standing in the room or if they were the only person standing or if everybody was standing. How did you get that kind of trust to get those people to stand up? Well, I had spoken at their convention two years prior,
0: so they knew me. Many of them had taken assessments, so we'd had that experience. But I think more importantly, I was mentally rehearsing that event the day before, and I just I shared it openly. Yesterday, I was lying on my hotel bed thinking about you. got carried away, and I started hearing everybody's dialogue. Can I share what I heard? This is what I heard, and people started crying.
1: Wow.
0: And could you trust me? Would you trust me? And they said they would, so I had them close their eyes, and I repeated some of the dialogue and then said, if, if you're experiencing this, would you quietly stand? And they were so in the moment and so desirous to break out of this crazy dialogue because it's crushing them. They just stood up and when I had them open their eyes after I had them break the chains, you know, grab these chains, let's break these. I had them open their eyes. I think some of them were surprised to discover how many people were standing and that made for a really tender moment about, okay, let's set this dialogue aside for the rest of the convention. Let's show up in love and lifting everybody else who's not here with us right now in this meeting, who's dealing with this because almost everybody is. You can take it to the bank, (laughs)
1: No matter how they look, right? Oh my gosh, that's that's a magical moment. That's pretty impressive. It was a magical moment.
2: Okay, I'm going to go back to the assessment program again. How does a person take the assessment? I kind of talked about how I went to the website and did it, but walk our audience through through this.
0: HabitFinder.com. HabitFinder. We just we just changed the name and did some upgrades to the assessment, so it's it's like high octane for for this moment in time, and got the name Habit Finder. Because that's what we're doing, trying to find people's habits. So just think that, habitfinder.com. Just go, click, take the assessment. And when you finish the assessment, there's a link you can click that says, I would like to talk to somebody about this. And we'll have one of our highly trained people spend a few minutes with you and just help you better understand. Because we trust that if we deliver that value, and you have that need, and you know we got to the real issues, we just might have an opportunity to serve you
1: so what is your program more of a, a teaching one-on-one Is it more of doing workshops is it keynotes what what do you do? Well I do a lot of keynotes obviously and I coach
0: 12 clients a year okay. my, my clientele I have clients that come up to our cabin in Bear Lake for two days we take on their lives I mean we we get a plan together and then for a year we execute. We just had a couple up there last weekend at a doctor. I know I found four times what he paid for coaching in the weekend we found in his practice, going through his balance sheet, his financials, his processes. Because I understand business, so and I understand medical practices particularly. So I was able to help them do that. That's what I do. We also have 50 coaches. So in varying range of experience, depending on need, and varying range of price, depending on capacity to be able to help them. We also do some group coaching, and we have, Things like every Tuesday, people can come on to a call. And Paul, uh, who's the president of the Institute, actually delivers that live, pulls people out of the audience. It's like a live coaching session every Tuesday. I think that's $19 a month or something. It's ridiculous to be able to participate. Mm -hmm. We just want to give tremendous value because lives start to shift. We've got plenty of coaching opportunities, lots of people that want to work with us. So that makes it fun. And we believe the reason is We provide value. The assessment's free. That's ridiculous when you see what's in there.
2: It's ridiculous.
0: But it's not ridiculous because you now know more about us, and we know more about you. And if it's a fit, then we have a reason to work.
2: So where do we go to buy your books?
0: Best place is Ogmandino.com. Ogmandino.com. At the very top, there's a banner for the new book, Equanimity, Conquering Mount Entrepreneur, and then there's a link for books for Today I Begin a New Life and for The Observer's Chair, which is all about the miracle of healing self-esteem. 120-page read, really a fun little book. Or you go to Amazon. Uh, it's available on Barnes & Noble both as a print printed book or an e-book, and, and I've been on my schedule to do the audio. I really want to do the reading of these books. That's that's coming. I think before 2018 is over, they'll all be available in
2: audio. Oh, that's no, that's, that's nice. wonderful because we we travel a lot, and in our car we listen to to podcasts or TEDx talks and audio books. And the first question that Scott asked me yesterday um, when we were talking about you was: Is his book on audio so that he could just plug it in and and listen is just traveling? So. That will be great.
1: And especially to have it in your Mm -hmm. voice. Because that's what's frustrating is when you know somebody well, like we know you, and then to hear your book and it's somebody else's voice. (laughs) Well, they say I have a a radio voice, but I also have a
0: radio face. So (laughs) it's a book and not a video
1: book. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So um, as we, we're fast approaching 22 minutes here. So, Tell us what, what, what's, your, what's the thing you wanna share with our audience today? What's the thing that's gonna get them out of their gunk? Well, number one, you're magnificent. You've got habits of thinking that
0: have been burdening you for a lifetime. You're magnificent. Some people have absolutely identified with those, unhappy, those unhealthy habits of thinking. They think that's who they are. That's not who we are. When we're on our very best behavior with our very best clients, on stage that's who that's who we really are what would it be like if we stayed there or got there sooner stayed there longer lived more in that place than in the unhealthy habits of thinking we can finally measure we can finally provide the tools to make the shifts for those who are ready to finally create their dreams and live the life that they desire those who hunger for success it's time to begin a new life. Uh, <laughs> that skin. Let's, let's, let's actually do the work. Not just change circumstances, but change the one thing that changes circumstances, which is changing our habits of thinking.
1: You just nailed it right on the head. Uh, Becky asked me several years ago after a conference that she had been to, this, and she said, Scott, what would you do if you could do anything in the world and failure wasn't an option? <laughs> Putting that failure not an option was huge. And I, I told her things that I wanted to do. And and now we're doing them because we realize we have to push past the failures and get that out of A our fear. head. The fear yeah, of the, fear. the failure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Great
0: question. Dorothea Brand was one of Ogmandino's favorite authors. and That was her question. What would you do if failure wasn't an option?
1: Yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't know the source. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I only knew it because Og loved it, so I found it. (laughs) Well, wonderful.
2: Dave, it has been a joy and a pleasure to have you on our show. Would you just share one word that would describe you? What would that one word be?
1: Or a couple words.
0: Mission driven. I was saved from some real darkness. And I made a promise that if I could be shown how to dig
1: out, I would spend the rest of my life doing it. That's my mission. That's beautiful. I know you're driven. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today on Life in 22 Minutes, along with uh, Becky and Dave Blanchard. Uh, great episode. Thank you, Dave. You
2: can go to his website, www.ogmandino.com. You can also go to our show notes and, and find all about Dave, and we'll have direct links there to his, his websites. So thank you, Dave. Thank you.
1: All right. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.